Welcome back to The Mold Growing in My Dorm. The Secrets of a University Student Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Mold Growing in My Dorm, um, our podcast. My name is Taylor. I am in my third year. My name is Grace, and I'm in my first year. My name is also Grace, and I am in my first year. So today, as three single ladies, we are going to talk about self-care and self-love and how to make Valentine's Day more about you, especially in a dorm. So um, we are going to start off with something that is kind of said all the time, but I don't think anybody actually takes super seriously, um, but it's about getting enough sleep. So self-care, like that, it's beautiful, it's great, whatever, doing stuff for yourself is great, but I think like one of the best things you can do for yourself is literally sleep for like however many hours at a time. And let's be for real, when we're sleeping, we can have the best dreams about being in that relationship with that person that we want to be in <laughs> definitely we can have delusional we, we can be delulu to like a thousand percent yeah your dreams you can be anything you can make those dreams like what you want and then wake up and be like oh and be delulu for the rest of the day <laughs> but also sleep has like health benefits <laughs> like you can't just like you also dream about your potential future lover but um you really do need sleep, especially when you're, like, a teenager, or early 20s, late teens. Like, your brain also is very much still developing. You do need a lot of sleep. I sleep so much. It's probably too much. I sleep at least, like, 9 to 10 hours a night. And sometimes I definitely always choose sleep over assignments. I've only ever pulled in on lighter ones. Because I have very high sleep standards. Grace has to sneeze, so just... <laughs> there she is. Yeah. <laughs> she, um... Crawled away from the mic to sneeze. Thank you for that. <laughs> so we didn't have to hear her sneeze. We probably still will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy that. It's like a muffled sneeze, hopefully. Yeah. Anybody else have... Um, I have a really good sleep schedule. I do not. Let's be honest here. Um, I really struggle when it comes to turning my brain off and stepping away from either schoolwork or uh, like just stuff that I have going on in my life. At that time, let that be like... Uh, a sport or work or anything else I really struggle with just stepping back and being like no I need that self-care for me and I feel like that sometimes takes a toll and it definitely does need to get switched but luckily because of grace it really helps yeah since we're roommates uh I don't have the best sleep schedule especially when I'm sick we're AKA, recording this at, like, midnight. <laughs> yeah, it's midnight. A.K.A. also, like, sickness. I, as we said before, I was sick the first week. Taylor was sick the second week. Grace was sick the third week. And now I think I have a sinus thing going on. So oh, who knows? It could be me next week. We'll just restart the whole. Yeah. I swear to God. I can't do that. <laughs> during midterms. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, especially during, like, me being sick, I... I have a hard time sleeping, but I really do enforce uh, healthy sleep patterns, especially for Grace. Ever since, like, me starting to live with her, I've realized really early on that she does not sleep unless she is, like, mentally so tired that she literally can't stay up anymore. They're roommates, if you haven't watched before. Yes, we are roommates. (laughs) Which honestly happened today, me being, like, so mentally tired that I just could not keep my eyes open. Yeah. And that can be really draining. Yeah, and so, like, 
I have this thing where when I need when I want to go to bed, I need all the lights off. I put on my show and I go to bed. We love showtime at night. Honestly, sleeping in like the dark dark makes a big difference. Yeah. Like I have a I'm one of very few windows to have a bright light right above it so that like security can see the side of the building, see where they're going, whatever. So it is constantly bright in my room, no matter what. Like 24, I guess the light turns off at like 7 a.m. So I get about 45 minutes of darkness before the morning. So I've actually had to start, I put a blanket over my window uh, and it's like a black blanket. So it's almost like a curtain and I've been sleeping so much better so much better so basically like in a dorm it might be hard because there is so much light especially if you're on a big campus um just the light pollution and everything of a campus is obviously going to be uh, very bright and not as dark as you would be if you were like in a home or like in the middle of nowhere also a thing to help with that is a sleeping mask i wish i would have gotten one because I i can't sleep with anything on my face i've used to not be able to sleep with a blanket over my face but ever since living with grace and her doing her work late at night i've been sleeping with blankets over my face but just leaving a little pocket so i can breathe and so like invest in a sleep mask if you really can't do light because it is very weird like when i was at home i could sleep with my leds on but here i literally i can't like i can't either my brain is just like and if i wake up in the middle of the night and those lights are on it's over yeah i feel like another reason why like a lot of us do need that like pitch blackness because like even for me like the yeah even for me at home i can sleep with my leds on i don't care i used to sleep with the like overhead like on and i would have a perfect sleep i wouldn't care because you're at home uh, yeah but here i feel like it's because we're so at least for me i'm so stressed and overwhelmed with all the schoolwork and trying to keep healthy relationships with people and just everything else that i feel that when that light is on or there is still light my brain knows that i can be awake and think of those things but once everything goes dark it's like okay like go to bed yeah when you live in a dorm basically like you have to set yourself up with like ideal sleeping conditions like you'll find out what temperature you like it and you'll like only want it there (laughs) um these two like to have their room um in ice block actually just grace let's press preface pro (laughs) what's that word uh Preface? Preface that. <laughs> That's not a word. Preface. Preface? Yeah. Okay, let's preface this. Grace <laughs> likes it ice cold. She does. It Shout out actually... to Taylor for buying me the best cousin in the world. Yeah, I'm And Taylor being the best cousin in the world, a heated blanket. I bought her a heated blanket for Christmas because of Grace. Okay, let's <laughs> calm down now. <laughs> I do like to sleep with a really cold i i will admit to that i mean so do i but not that cold (laughs) i girl it was 11 degrees yeah i remember bringing it down to like 11 degrees i get cold at eight like 18 yeah i know (laughs) it's freezing at 18 here but like me and grace have talked it over and she does accept this (laughs) like this is not something i'm doing against her will like if she's no if she's ever cold like to the point where she like needs me to like not 
do this, I will, like, shut the window or I'll turn off the fan so that she's not cold. I just want to say that because <laughs> everyone thinks I do it against her will. Yeah. She um, doesn't, I swear. Living with a roommate is a whole other situation. Because, like, we've all lived with roommates here at this point. Um, some longer than others. <laughs> um, but it's very hard to kind of align your sleep schedule with someone else. So you are just going to have to, like, make sacrifices for each other. Um, let's really hope that one of you doesn't like sleeping in the extreme heat and the other one likes sleeping in the cold because that does happen. Um, I also had a problem with one of my old roommates where, um, he didn't sleep nearly as much as I did. He slept and then slept in and didn't go to class, but like, um, he went to bed very late and I went to bed pretty early and I slept quite often because I was going to practice all the time. So I was very tired. Um, so, like, naps were a thing. I would go to bed super early. Like, I was going to bed at, like, 11. So, as soon as quiet hours started here for us, I was going to bed. And that was, like, not ideal for someone. Because they very much liked to wear a night owl. And I'm also a night owl. I just, like, know. Not during season. Yeah. During season, you can't. You really can't. Because you know how awful. Your body will not let you do certain things if you're super tired. So, it doesn't always work out. Because, unfortunately, our sleep schedules just never matched, and they were wanting to bring friends into the room at late hours, and I was sleeping, and it was just, it didn't line up. So it's definitely very hard to get a good sleep schedule, but once you have a routine, make that a priority. Yeah. Uh, that was our first topic. So that was sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody go sleep. Except after the podcast. Yeah, after... Or you sleep to the podcast. Yeah, do you want me to sing to you? A lot of people actually, like, say that this podcast, like, could set them to bed. I don't know. That's not a good thing. No, like, it's just how calming it is. I hope so. Hush. <laughs> Should we sing a lullaby? Uh, I feel like we're gonna get copyrighted if we keep going. <laughs> we, we'll write our own lullaby, don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll write it and sing it to you next time. Yeah. Uh, the next topic we want to talk about is staying connected, especially with friends. Uh, I feel like Grace has a lot to say about this because she is an extroverted person. As soon as we were in welcome week of this place, it was friends all the time, all day, every day. Our room was the party room. Everyone was in here. And it was all because of her. So I'll let you go on. Hmm. I So yeah, like how Grace said, I am a very extroverted person. I can walk into a room, know no one, and leave knowing over half the people there. She's done it, guaranteed. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Not trying to chew my own horn, but yeah. Um, what do you think is like the benefits of that? I feel personally that when you are able to make those connections and not even like really strong ones, just connect with people, even if it's at the lowest level, like that you are at the exact same place because you like the same thing or you are both in school, for example, it's really beneficial because you might not like ever talk to them ever again, but you know that like, oh, that person I can go to and make a new friend if I need to pretty much or, oh, they're really nice. Maybe I'll stay and like stay connected with them which then will lead to having that person there that you are able to talk to about things that you can relate with each other especially like here at school with living in dorms or classes 
you might you'll find especially here where we go that you do share love classes with the people that you first met when you move into school and I feel like that's a lot of universities that like those first year students you're still trying to figure out what you want to do and you'll have a lot of the same people in all your same classes so making those connections early and sticking with them can be so beneficial to making sure that you know that there's people out there that you can go talk to also making these connections can equal you being successful Mm -hmm. it is not just about having someone to go to it's about having these lifelong friends and i know i've made plenty of them here and i know there are people that i can go to at any time that if i need to talk to they're able to listen but there are people that set me up for success and there are people that make sure that i'm doing what i need to do to ensure that i'll be better as a person and i wouldn't have met these people if i didn't come here and Staying connected to these people in times of doubt is so beneficial, especially if you live in a single room. Taylor does live in a single room. I do. And I just want to say, like, it can get really isolating. It does. I don't know by experience because, as I've said, this is my first year. So I'll let Taylor talk about the isolation of a single room. Yeah, so a lot of people think um, you have a single room, you're lucky, it's awesome, all the time, all great things. Um, But it's actually not really the case all the time. So, essentially, it can get really lonely, um, just because a lot of people are really close with their roommates. um, So they're always obviously going to have each other. Um, And when you don't have that, and you're living in a single, it is really difficult. And I think that's my biggest struggle with living in a single is not just having someone you can, like, turn to and be like, hey, I'm so worried about this, like, tell me it's stupid, you know? Like, or, hey, I'm worried about this, like, I want to talk through it. There's no one to really do that with, um, just right when you need it, always. Like, there would be if you were in a room with someone else. Um, And it gets really isolating, especially if you don't go out and make those friends, because having a roommate, you pretty much automatically can have a friend there. And then if they make friends or you make friends, they're essentially each other's friends. So it's just the space is a lot more busy when you have two people living in it than when you have one. Because I don't think many people have even like seen my room this semester. Kind of going off of what Taylor was talking about with having that person there to talk to, Grace and I personally, each night we put down our phones for like 10 minutes and have a really deep and meaningful conversation about our day and we do talk about the mold that is all <laughs> around in our dorm <laughs> yeah we talk about those things those people those issues in our life at that time and it's really helpful to be able to just talk that out to someone and know that they're going to listen to you yeah when you're in a single you you don't really have that listening ear exactly especially if you don't know a whole lot of people on campus um It's also harder from an upper year perspective, for sure, because people, I mean, you make an effort, but two years younger than you is still kind of a big distance in between. Speaking of connections, okay, like, I, when I first came to this place, I wasn't initially going to this school. 
I was going to a different school, but living in the dorms in the dorms on this particular campus because they allow like dual. Yeah, basically, which is awesome. Yes, I wouldn't have met these people. I wouldn't have came here if Grace was going to college. Yeah, I was going to college, and now I am in university. Hey, Grace, officially a student with us. Yeah, and (laughs) sorry. Um. I'm sorry, I don't know it's, why. It's I'm, very late at night. I know, I'm like, okay. We should be sleeping, <laughs> using our self-care skills and sleep. But it's fine, we're here, talking to yeah. you guys. Uh, th- I, there's nothing better in the world than talking to you guys. It actually is, like, as a single-roomed lady, I get to talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, but back to my point, yes. and I do appreciate what Taylor's saying. Um... I made connections in that previous school that I still talk to now. I made friends that I still go to meal hall with. I made friends that come up to my room all the time. Grace is now coughing. Sorry, guys. <coughs> oh, and the other Grace is now coughing. Sorry, sorry. Roommate thing. Yeah, just roommate sickness. Anyways, I made friends that I still talk to who come up to my room where I go down to their room. These connections that I made impacted my life so much and even if you're not friends with them forever that's what I say and even though I didn't stay at that school I still have these friends and it they were a big part of why I stayed for so long but the people around me at this dorm at this campus were the reason why I left it was very non-beneficial and it that's just a topic for another Oh yeah, totally another episode. And we don't we're like talking a lot about staying connected. So we're gonna try to move on to a new topic. Yeah. We're gonna talk less about other people and more about ourselves. Yeah, we're gonna start talking about how to practice self compassion. Yes, be compassionate towards yourself. And I'm gonna talk about this because mm-hmm. I feel like I have a lot to say. Say it, girl. <laughs> it is so easy to get lost in this world, in this life, in school and friends and family and work it is so easy to get lost and to lose yourself in the process one of the biggest things is practicing self-compassion sorry grace is just grace is losing it yeah little grace is losing it bro that's so cute she's little grace she's just way old she's just a baby (laughs) she's a baby she's way younger than you in my brain yeah (laughs) she's coughing (laughs) her lung out anyways um self-compassion so yes um it is easy to get lost but you have to know how to be compassionate towards yourself whether that's having a gratitude journal practicing some nice words about yourself looking at your body every day and finding parts that you like giving yourself time to just breathe in the day yeah, and be very forgiving towards yourself. Yes. People make mistakes. People have bad days. Everybody has those days. You know who said it. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, practicing self-compassion is a big part of self-love. And when we choose to love ourselves, we see ourselves for who we truly are. We have to know ourselves before we love ourselves. And that can be a very scary and difficult thing to do. And before you love other people. You have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot pour from a cup that is empty. Oh, true. 
that's actually like hit so hard. What the fuck? <laughs> the no. cup the cup is empty for real. The cup is so empty right now. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's not a good thing. Maybe we should make each other's cups not empty. <laughs> Be a bucket filler. Be a bucket filler. Did oh. you ever hear that in elementary school? Be a bucket filler, not a bucket dipper. Yeah, everyone get the bucket. We hate you. Everyone carries a little if imaginary a- bucket. And by saying nice, kind things to each other, it fills that other person and your bucket. <laughs> if you're taking out of someone's bucket, you're the mold. So Period. <laughs> you are the mold if you're dipping someone's bucket. If you're taking out from someone's bucket, it will not fill your bucket. It won't. You think it will, it won't. It's just going to get wasted. Yes. And so, in these words of bucket filling and empty cups, Fill your own cup. <laughs> I want to start to talk about how to set and enforce healthy boundaries. I am talking about this because I am a person with boundaries, and I was a person without them as well. Say no. Yes. That's my big point in this is don't be afraid to say no. Learn how to say no. Learn to question everything. Yep. That's Be curious. Of, yes, be curious. That's one of the biggest things you learn in university that I never really realized till like now. To question everything. Even if it's your profs. Like if they're saying something that you don't believe to be true, question it. Sit there and be like, philosophy. (laughs) Sit there and be like, how is that true? Tell me the facts. Anyways. So let's move on to healthy boundaries in general. Mm -hmm. Healthy boundaries can be for yourself. They could be about your friends, about your family, about your work life, about your school life. Anything in general. One of my healthy boundaries is that I keep my room clean. And this is just a... Like bed always made. Bed always made, desk always clean, my laundry's put away, set routine type thing. And not everyone's going to be like that. And I understand that. But for me, a boundary that I chose to have for coming here was to keep my room clean because it's a representation of your mind. Your room will always be a representation of how you're feeling, what your mind is looking like, and a lot of people don't know that, but it is so true. My mind looks a little messy. <laughs> Me too. It's fitting. It's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that when you wake up in the morning and you make your bed, you have completed one challenge for the day. And it is going to set you off on a very good mood. Even if you wake up and just put your blanket nicely on your bed. Mm-hmm. That, technically, you just made your bed. You did a big thing for the day, and now you have your whole day left, and you already did one thing. Like, you did it just by waking up. The funny thing is, I make my bed because um, it makes me think of when I get to go back to bed. So I'm like, oh, when I come back and take a nap. But then that's just my sleeping obsession. So not everybody's like that. But For, For me, I feel like after my classes, depending on if I want to get my work done that day... Or depending on, like, the mindset that I'm feeling at that time is when I personally will then make my bed, will tidy up my space. And normally, it's when mine and Grace's schedule don't match up perfectly. It's when Grace's classes are after the ones that we just had or she's not in the room. And that's kind of, like, me basically just... I feel like that's me unwinding and just trying to 
figure out how the rest of my day is going to unfold. Because for me personally, I have a lot of early morning classes. She does. I am up, like, almost every morning around 7.30. And I'm not a morning person. Let's be for real. You did do this to yourself, though. I know. Don't (laughs) ask me why I took these classes. I don't know. She took an 8.30 a.m. We don't have 8 a.m.s here, so that's literally the earliest class you can go and I don't know and why. And there's I barely did it. any. I don't know why, but nine a.m.s are more popular. But I don't have any of those still either. Suck. They do suck. Nine a.m.s are like the devil. Mm-hmm. I've only ever I took a full year class in my first year that was nine a.m. and then I took one in my second year and I was like never again. So I haven't since. I have take a ten a.m. and that's like my new nine a.m. It's hard. Yeah, my earliest class is at ten a.m. and I'm like struggling. Yeah. My K okay, on Monday is my earliest. I have a practice for my sport team, and I have to be there for 7.45. So, yeah. it can be... I would wake up at 7.15, though, because it's, it's it's on campus, and we do live on campus. Yeah. So, we could get there pretty fast. It can be, like, challenging when you're not that morning person. It's already a struggle yeah. to get out of bed, to make your bed as well. <laughs> Let's... Talking about boundaries and... Mm-hmm what everyone was saying that was just personal boundaries for yeah your life for your room i want to start talking about friendship boundaries we might be here for a long time and relationship boundaries that could be a whole other episode we might have to wait but i think we should we'll do a a little little glimpse Yeah. yeah you are allowed to say no we will revert back to that you are allowed to say no preach say no Unless you don't want to, like, don't yeah, if you say don't, no. <laughs> like, there will be times where... Do the homework. Don't do it. Don't go out. There, like, let's talk about going out, actually. That's mm. a good, good one. So, me, personally, I have a boundary of I don't go out. I don't want to. It doesn't intrigue me. It's not something that I want to do. But all of my friends do. And they ask me every single time. They say, are you coming out? Do you want to go out? Do you want to drink? Do you want to smoke? Every I feel the same way, time. but like just going out. Because I'm not, I'm not a clubber. I'm not a clubbing yeah. person. And that's what most people do in university. But I do say no. And I never really have said yes. Yeah. And like, when these people ask me these questions, it's always no. And they know that. But they always say, I just wanted to ask. Because they still want me to come out. Even though for the past five months i've said no and good friends will ask but like not yeah bush you know yeah, they'll ask but not expect yeah and that's what it should be mm-hmm. just because you know i might not want to go doesn't mean you shouldn't invite me yeah and that's what i love about these connections and the, these friends that i have here they know my boundary of i don't go out i don't drink and i don't smoke but they still want to invite me and they want to ask the other weekend it was someone's birthday so i did go out and i literally only went out for an hour i didn't drink i didn't smoke and i had the most fun but it was still a boundary set by me i didn't want to go out for longer than an hour i didn't want to drink and i didn't want to smoke but i still went out to celebrate my friend's birthday yeah and um going off that boundaries can also be for yourself like your time for yourself stuff like that so i think that's what we're gonna move on to here is like making time for yourself and it's really hard as a student. 
Grace is dying again. She has like a chronic cough. If you guys haven't haven't noticed in the past few episodes, she quite literally has a, a coughing issue. Um, the TikTok that Grace always quotes me with. There's like a TikTok where it's like a cough going up in pitch. No, it's actually what's happening. And it's real life. every single time. Real life. Yeah. IRL. Yeah. And, okay. Anyways, make time for yourself. Please. It is very hard in university. And it is so difficult. We get that. Well, they get it more than I do. I've only been here for a month. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but where I am right now, I feel like I can make time for myself and I'm not too emerged in schoolwork. And I'm very, f- like, uh, what's the word? you do you keep up with your i don't procrastinate my work yeah i procrastinate procrastination so i always do the due date like two days before it's actually due so that i procrastinate the two days before and then i still have two whole days to do it you know so i've like found ways around that and that has definitely helped because personally if i do not take time for myself i just break down genuinely also not taking time for yourself can equal to burnout and that is a very big thing and it happens quick here it happens very very quick and i've seen it in a lot of people especially in grace grace keeps up with her schoolwork to the point of like ahead she's very much ahead and this equals to a lot of burnout in her and she's constantly in a state of chaos this bitch has no time to herself (laughs) like literally she does her work so early that she thinks that she'll have time for herself in the future and she just continues yeah the only only time she really has time for herself is like when she finishes like two days before everyone else at the end of the year yeah but that's it realistically here grace no that's it they're so right i am honestly the worst for that number one culprit and i think i'm worse in the other way where i sometimes take too much time to myself i think because I love a good um, Netflix binge, and I will not stop. I will not start doing work. I just won't. And I think I'm like the happy medium. She actually is. I am early on my work, but I'm not as early as Grace, and I'm not as late as Taylor. Which, but like none is of not us are not thing. doing our work. We're all yeah. all of us are getting our work in. Like yeah. I'm not procrastinating. I'm I'm not a super super like last minute worker. Yeah. Like the way that they do their work is not a bad thing. I just. In, like, this group of people, I am, like, the medium of it all. I feel, for me personally, the reason why I am always so on top of everything and why I don't always make that time for myself is ever since I can remember, I have either struggled in school or I've just been super active in school and I have never really learned how to create that time for myself which has definitely been hard like now especially because I'm burning myself out so much and I see that like every day like for example last night I bawled my eyes out for a good old hour because I was so overwhelmed and I feel like there's definitely room for improvement there's room for improvement in everyone let's be real everyone has room for improvement if it's making your sleep better or staying connected. That's why you have to be pa- compassionate yeah, towards yourself. Yeah, exactly. There's so, like... It all connects. It's like a web. Exactly. It's a web. And even if you don't feel it right now, just take that time. Think about what we've talked about here right now 
and try to put that in your everyday life. Going back to the web, and I'm going to be really quick because we do need to wrap it up. We try to keep these a decent length for you guys. Yeah. In the center of that web, it is always going to be you. You, yourself, and you. No matter matter who comes and goes, realistically. It is always going to be you at the end of the day. You are in the center. And what gets stuck to your web, that's nothing. Yeah. And that is self-care and self-love and how to make Valentine's Day about you in a dorm. And hashtag you matter so much. And we love you. And you are enough. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We're so funny. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't funny. We meant it. And we all just looked at each other like we actually loved each other. And it was a a cute moment. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) we're going to end the podcast there. I thought we did actually love each other. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I love you guys. I don't know where I'd be without you guys. Let's be real. I thought you were (laughs) kidding. Okay, anyways. We're having a moment. (laughs) We were. And now it's done. Yep. Thank you for listening to episode five, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Go follow the Instagram if you haven't, the Mold Podcast. Uh, we will see you all next time. Peace. Peace. Bye. Love and you. Love cats. you. Have a good Valentine's Day. Bye. Love you all.